Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Judy Carter. I'm with Jason Medberry, and you're listening to the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people such as yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, it's yeah, New it's Year and, and 2022. 2022, Woo-hoo. and we're still dealing with like you know, yeah. Omnichrome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now we are recording this early, so I'm hoping there is a 2022 at this point. But I'm I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to roll into a 2022. Oh boy! Nice, oh boy! Nice it's 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 yeah. it's really hard to have those goals. Let's talk about like. Boy, uh, looking looking forward. Let's talk about yeah. looking forward. And and I have to tell you, at my age, my whole attitude is right now. If not now, when? I think mm. that's what that's what this is all about, yeah. right, Jason? It's like well, if not now, when? Yeah, and and especially at the start of the year, that can be a real problem because. A lot of creatives have just come out of this sort of holiday blues period, this holiday funk period where, you know, you got Thanksgiving and you're going to see family and you still got that. Maybe you're just starting out in your career and you've got that family member who still doesn't understand what it is you're trying to do and is wondering why you didn't stay in medical school or didn't stay in law school. Or It reminds me of uh, Ken Jeong has this great bit about how, you know, he used to be a doctor and now, you know, he's wildly famous hugely famous incredibly wealthy multiple syndicated tv shows hosts a game show and there's massive money in game show hosting he's on tv every single night of the week he's going and his parents still go you, you're keeping up with your medical studies right <laughs> just to be sure you got you got your medical studies good thing because you could you know this acting thing could go away he could literally retire today and be able to pay for his parents entire life for the rest of everything they could ever want and they would still be asking him, are you sure about this acting thing? Are you quite positive? And and yes, for him, it's funny. But for the people who are the unknowns, the people who are still working, those questions can be catastrophic. They can be brutal. And especially, it kind of sucks that all the holidays are lined up right after each other. Because, you know, once they you know slap you around at Thanksgiving, you get to come right back for Christmas. And then you get to go to New Year's, where the whole thing is about reflecting back on the year and what you're going to do. Now, for some people, it's a great point of motivation. But for a lot of people, it can really kick you while you're down, especially if 2020 wasn't excuse me, 2021 wasn't that great of a year for you. If the, if 2021, you know, kicked your ass and then you have to sit with a plate of dry Turkey while grandma asks, what the hell are you doing with your life? <laughs> That's, that is a brutal scene. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm, and, and it's, and it's sometimes really tough to get past. Well, I, some call it, you know, criticism. I call it comedy material. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think first of all, some of the best comedy comes from family. I, you know, in our mm. workshops, I, you know, we, that's not a critical mother. That's a premise. Mm. You know, that, that is, yeah. you're not in a miserable marriage. It's comedy material, mm. right? That, they're, they're, they're not hostile family members. They're just hecklers, you know? Yeah. And, absolutely. And absolutely. So yeah. I think that, the difference between coming out of holidays where, you know, first of all, 
everything goes wrong. It's a basis of so many of those holiday movies. Oh, yeah. The comedies. Oh, yeah. Because comedy I mean, is based on what really goes wrong. So I... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great strategy, and it's, it especially demonstrates you as a professional when you can take the worst moments and turn them into content for yourself. Turn them into something. And especially if you're, you know, like uh, David Sedaris is, is wonderful at this oh, kind of God, stuff. Oh, God, he's wonderful. And... His his whole thing is he just keeps asking questions. He'll dive deeper into it. He'll open that wound all the way down to the bone if he has to, because what's going to come out is going to be pretty damn awesome. And even though it's painful in the moment, you know, maybe dive a little deeper with that weird uncle who doesn't quite know what, you know, you know, motivational speaking is and doesn't quite get it. It doesn't think go ahead, dive deeper into that. You may get some amazing material later on. And, and then the other thing too uh, about it is when you take on that mindset about it, it's not, you're, you're not in there getting <laughs> lambasted by your family. You're doing research <laughs> for your next, for your next comedy set, for your next scene, for the next thing you're writing, for the next, you know, for the next character study you do as an actor. You're getting, you know, free content from people who don't realize they're contributing to your career. And if you can take that mindset, then, yeah, oh, absolutely. Let's sit down at table and you judge me against my career yeah. <laughs> and, because you don't understand. Uh, I think another thing, too, is you also have to take... Uh, to, to quote in vogue, uh, the never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. I I think it was like in my mid-30s, yeah. I kind of stopped talking about what I do for a living, especially to extended family, because they have no clue. I can't. I cannot explain it to them in the way. So I've, I literally just start dumbing stuff down. When people ask, what do you do? I say, I make commercials. And they go, oh, fascinating, because they've seen commercials. They know what commercials are. They, they, and I go, yeah, I make commercials. And they go, oh, that's so cool. And then, and then there's no more conversation. I don't have to, you know, tell them about that. I run, a, a, you know, a creative service firm that you know does all sorts of different type of marketing collateral all over the world. Like, they're not going to understand that. But if I go, oh, I make commercials, it's fine. You know, they get it. <laughs> yeah. And and then that's the end of the conversation. I don't want to pursue it. I don't talk about it. I don't go because. They're never going to get it. They're never going to get it. That's why you have to have your little tribe of people who are your, your, your own little network of support that are, you know, giving you props when things are down, who are there when, you know, you, you create something and they're going to be the wind at your back and they're going to be excited about the things you're doing. Yeah. Even if it's just one other person, even if you have to have an imaginary person. If you have, you know, those people can, you can have the career conversation. I know. Because they have your back. It's impossible. But everybody else, it's never going to get it. I remember, you know, the advice you get, why don't you just call up Johnny Carson? You know, this is just call him up. I don't know why you don't. Or they know some obscure person in show business who does, is the assistant prop master. Just yeah. call up Bill Broker. He's yeah. <laughs> he works a he's the assistant. He does the TV stuff. Prop yeah. master. I you know it's yeah. like what? But you might know something. You know it's just like the bad call Steven Spielberg. Send your picture to him. Yeah. You know it's just that really it's the bad advice. I have yeah. I have never um you know looked to family for um that that kind of you know support or helping like mm-hmm. nepotism as far as did not help and yeah. 
in in my family. And I actually feel sorry for people who, you know, have really loving family because I don't see material in it. We just love yeah. you and support <laughs> you no matter what you yeah. do. Oh, that's a shame because there's no material. And I love, mm. you mentioned David Sedaris and he talks about his process and he mm. is always listening. And he carries mm. a little, um, you know, uh, notepad in his pocket. And mm. he, all throughout the day, every day, he jots down conversations. He just jots them all down. And then he comes back at home and he writes for a little bit. And, you know, what the story, what happens. And some develop into stories and, and some don't. But he has these marvelous snippets of conversation. And mm. I remember that what... I used to look at holiday dinners as um, a performance art piece because I remember, and this is really long time ago, um, where mm. they had reel-to-reel tape recorders. We didn't have iPhones. Oh, yeah. We just had like these big monsters. Mm. And it was like one Thanksgiving, I just recorded the conversation, I re you know, secretly recorded yeah. the conversations of hi Sid 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 tell Judy tell Judy that she, you don't think that's going to work um you know mom dad you know just <laughs> it's just endless oh what's in the turkey oh the stuffing so good. it's just like on and on yeah. and on of uh, banality and and I remember I recorded it and then I put in Simon Garfunkel's song The si Sounds of Silence underneath that mm. and did it on another track Hello Darkness <laughs> my old friend <laughs> right? yeah. and then I played it for everybody nobody was very happy about it but yeah <laughs> but but to me it's a different perspective um where you look at things as art or you look at things as a premise or you look at things as material, because I think as as somebody who's always done that my whole life, even as a little girl, mm -hmm. I, I felt like things were too painful for me. And mm -hmm. when you look at things that way, you see this different perspective of it, and it becomes so much more bearable, and it becomes mm -hmm. exciting, because yeah. then you could take it and do what you want with it, in terms of um, a story, a play, which is uh, what I'm doing in 2022, is my play is going to be mm -hmm. opening and sign contracts with a theater and uh, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. Yeah. I think we're not going to open in winter time because I'm very concerned about the surge, but I'm not going to let it stop yeah. me. I'm going to, you know, open it in spring. And I just, and, and it's all about my family. And I wish I had that David Sedaris habit of writing things down. I, I, cause like now late in life, I would have these incredible snippets of conversation and dialogue. I do remember a lot of it. I mean, geez, my grandmother would say the funniest thing. Josie, what, what is with this sperm bank? <laughs> oh, grandma, it's, you know, a place where, you know, uh, you know, women who don't have, uh, you know, husbands or they could have a, a baby with sperm. And they go to this bank and they go, what? How do you trust the place? Everything's frozen, nothing fresh. What? What? <laughs> it's just like classic. <laughs> like, that's oh, just yeah. like. Oh, yeah. That's just like she yeah, would it... say things 
that was just absolutely, absolutely, you know, perfect. And some of them I remember. Judy, fun. Are you a homosexual? Are you? (laughs) What? What? I mean, these moments and holidays were just to to capture them and and recreate them is Mm. just wonderful. And sometimes the hurtful stuff that they say makes just the best material. Yeah. And it can also make the best motivation as well. Uh, I just uh, listened to a thing with, uh, oh, I just saw it online and now I forgot. Uh, was it Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey had a bit about uh, when he was when he was younger and the teacher assigned a, a, a project to the class about what they want to be when they grow up. And he wrote... Uh, he wanted to be on TV and he got a lot of slack. For, you know, a lot of people were like, his, his teacher was like, well, no, you're not going to be on TV. Why don't you think about something else? And, uh, and it was either his teacher or his mother <laughs> or gave him this, this issue. And, uh, and then that night his dad came into his room and told him, Hey, where's that paper? And he says, well, here's your paper. He says, okay, you're going to keep that paper, but we're going to do another paper. And on that paper, you're going to write down what was the most common thing that kids said. Oh, they said they wanted to be basketball players or teachers or whatever. Just put that. He says, put that. Because that is their sheet. You're going to take that sheet and you're going to give that to them because that's what they need to see in order for their life to, to, to be meaningful, for their stuff to be meaningful. You're going to keep your sheet, the original sheet, and you're going to put it in your drawer. And every morning when you wake up, you're going to read it. And what that taught him was that, you know, these goals, these dreams, these things, you don't need to share it with anybody. You don't need to have, you don't have to have your audience backing you up. I am super lucky, but unfortunate in your eyes, because I have super, I had super supporting their supportive parents. (laughs) Anything I did, they had my back. They have different views on other ways that I lead my life. (laughs) But, but when it came to my career, I never got any questions, mostly because they don't really understand and they just kind of trust me that what I'm doing is a thing and they haven't had to send me money recently. So, you know, there's that. So it must be working. Uh, but, <laughs> but at the same time, there's all sorts of, of projects and goals and things that I'm working on that I haven't shared with a soul, that I haven't shared with anyone. Maybe the closest confidants I have, the people who I trust, who if I share that with, they're going to light a fire under my ass. They're going to be the wind at my back. They're going to be super excited with me about the thing that I'm trying to achieve, which is a very small group. They they get to see that. But 90% of other people, they're, they're getting that other sheet. They're getting the sheet of the things that they are that they have normalized, that they have considered as reality or whatever, and I'm giving that to them so they can just get out of my way. <laughs> I and love that. So, I yeah. love that um, notion that, first of all, you write it down and you share it with somebody. I, I, and I like that Steve Harvey shared it with his father and he kept it and mm-hmm. he looked at it because then it exists in the world. So I think that's a yes. really good thing to not just like, oh, here are my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to, yeah. but it's something you have to look at every day, you know, whether it's weight mm-hmm. loss, which is, you know, everybody's or it's a show. Um, the other thing I, I have to say is that um, um, things take longer than a year. 
I mean, yeah. that's another big thing. And that's why New Year's resolutions don't particularly work um, because um, you can't sustain it. It works for a, like usually out of yeah. guilt because, oh boy, did I eat and oh boy, did I drink. And so I'm going to lose mm-hmm. weight. And, you know, and then everybody, you know, Jenny Craig, we watch it and all those things fill up in January. And then by February, they're empty again. Because it's a sustainability, because most things take longer than a year. <laughs> um, my yeah. play that I'm working on, I've been working on it for, um, writing it for over four years. Um, yeah. And I'm finally going to do it, and I have a long-term, you know, uh, it's going to be off-Broadway. I'm just going to, on-Broadway, off-Broadway, it's going to New York. And I have just say that every day. And first is going to open in L.A. And, and and then you, you know, you have to. But it took four to five years getting it to this point, doing a lot of work and also getting the help of a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not free help. It's, you know, hiring dramaturgs or people to really help sculpt it, hiring, you know, um, people I respect to really work on yep. it, to do rewrite, 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 and and the willingness to change it and do it and do it. And now it exists um, uh, in because there's magic in it. And so now it, I've had the props built for it. So it's like, mm-hmm. to me, that's the most exciting part. Is Yeah, you invested in the dream. Well, yeah. is is making it exist in the world rather than just in your head. So mm. I say whatever you want to happen, you have to you have to make it exist in some yeah. shape or form. Like for instance, if you go, I'm going to you know make a living as a stand-up comic. Um, well, first take a stand-up class maybe and get some good material. And we have yeah. people take our stand-up class and um, but they don't show up to the showcase. Oh, all this stuff gets in the way and it's just fear. Uh, you know? Yeah. So that's not even enough. Sometimes people have to take the class several times so they get the courage to show up and then they realize, oh yeah. my God, this ended up fun. It was just my fear getting getting mm-hmm. in the way. Okay, now the next step. Now I'm going to start getting up and, and open mics. Now I'm going to like, you know, get comedy buddies. I'm going to start. Now I'm going to get a re- regular habit of writing morning pages. Now I'm going, and and these yeah. things develop. But I do think they take, yeah. they do take longer than than a year to manifest in the kind of way that would be meaningful to family. Do you, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know what? Absolutely. I have just to say, I often think of, um, sometimes I'll go to an art museum and I'll, have you ever seen Mondrian? He paints like lines, just like lines, um, different colored mm-hmm. lines on a page. You go, what the hell is this? This Is is this yeah. art? I mean, he's a famous artist. So there, I didn't ex- exactly get why he was such a, you know, uh, you know, famous artist. So it's lines. I could do that. But then what I saw was, I saw he started with buildings. So he would paint these buildings and, and, and it was called reductionism. And then he would mm. reduce and reduce to, to the point where it's just lines. And, oh, and wow. I always thought, pictured his mother. What, you still with the lines? <laughs> you still yeah. doing that? Now, now, you know, he didn't get famous until much later on. So mm. I kept thinking like, 
How inspiring is this to keep to this vision of something so obscure, you know, of something that wouldn't exactly be called art, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, not traditional art, like, look how beautiful you made that person's face. Oh, look, you can paint. This doesn't... But, but he had a specific vision that he kept with for years and years and years. And because it just was something important to him. And we've done a lot of, you know, podcasts about this topic of your passion, mm -hmm. that especially the one I love, I think people should listen to the stupidest question. You know, if yeah. you ask this question, you don't even bother having a career. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because you have to come from your own passion. But I think of that, and I think of, do I have that? Do I? And, and right now I do have it. I am in motion going f forward. But it started well, five years ago. That, that, that's one thing I, 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 before we wrap up, I want to give one of my favorite pieces of advice for New Year's. And I, this is from Tim Ferriss. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, and I, I try to do it every year. It's really hard to do, but it's, it's a... It's a really good activity. In the new year, in 2022, in that first week of January, look back on 2021, get out a piece of paper, and write only your wins. What were your wins in 2021? What were the things that you made? And really th go month by month. Pull out a calendar. Look at, at all the, you know, go back through your emails. Whatever you got to do, go back through the year and and make a list of your wins, not your losses, not the oh I oh I missed that and I could have done this and I was oh blah blah and I lost that competition or I didn't finish the. You don't need any of that shit. Just jump right in and, and go through month by month. What were my wins? And the wins can literally be I haven't given up yet. That, <laughs> that's a big win. That's a very big win. And writing that down and looking at that and seeing that. The, and trust me, it gets easier as you get further into the year because you start figuring out how to f see the things in your months that actually you consider a win. And, when do you write this, Jason? It, do you write it at the end I, of each I, I month usually do or it, do you write it? No, 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 no. At, at, at first week of January, I look back through the year. I look back through the, the previous year and I go, okay, what, what good things happened in January? What wins did I have in February? What wins did I have in March? Even if I only get one thing on each month, that's fine. But what you're doing is you're teaching your mind to keep an eye out for the good things. And the more of the things that you add to that list, the more you're going to, to generate momentum for yourself to do more good things in the future, to have more wins in the future, to identify the wins that, 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 you're, that you've got you know, on your sheet. And, and, and the thing about it is once you start going – it's surprising how many good things, once you start getting into that gratitude mindset, it's amazing how much stuff you can put on, on the thing, you know, like, and, and, and the moment you push out all that bad stuff and all the, Oh, I, I should have done this and I could have done that. And, blah, 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 and you concentrate solely on, I want it this, I want it that I want it this, I want it that you're going to want to keep winning. And that's going to put, that's going to give you a little fuel. That's going to give you a little momentum. That's going to give you that little piece that you need to keep pushing forward and keep pursuing the things you want to do. I love that. I I love that. Just looking at the wins 
from the entire year. Um, I don't keep that great of a journal like you do, so I'm not sure if I could yeah. do that, but I definitely... Well, you could just use the calendar. Use your, I mean, you like things like your iCal. Just look through your calendar and what, what everything jumps to your mind. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did do that thing. Oh, yeah, I did meet okay. that person. Oh, yeah, I did. You know, it doesn't have to be, oh, I have to reread everything I wrote in, in the previous year. You're just looking for brief moments of, hey, and then you'll start seeing moments like, you know what? I was going to give up in, in February on that thing, and I didn't. I kept it going. I did. Th- and then this happened. Hey, <laughs> I had a really bad night in July where I was just going to say, screw it. I'm done with this and move on. And then I slept on it. And the next day, I actually, and yeah, I'm still doing that now. So that's a win, too. You know, it's all of those. You have to start recognizing that thing in your life because that's going to be the fuel to help you get to where you well, are. Well, very good advice, especially to us Jews who just kind of look at, oi, what I did. You know, our New Year's, they're very different. The Jewish New Year's, oi, I'm so what I did, oi. And yeah. this is, <laughs> look this what is, I've done. What have I this done? This is sort of the uh, Gentile New Year of, boy, am I great. So I do love yeah. it because I could, I could use a little more of that. So everybody. Yeah, well, uh, tap into your inner Gentile. And <laughs> look, look at your wins. Look at yep. your wins. And don't forget to take your family and turn them into punchlines. For your special gift, go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.